This plastic bag used to haul away purchases from groceries and other retail stores have a 15-second lifespan in terms of how typical customers make use of them. But multiply that usage by 1 million bags a minute worldwide and the plastic starts to pile up. And consider these easy-come, easy-go bags take 10 or 20 years to decompose in a landfill. Many, of course, get jettisoned into the environment where they blow around the landscape or float away in streams, rivers, and oceans. It's a problem for sure, but what's the solution? On the Kansas Reflector podcast, to dig into the issue are Sheila Rieger of the Dillon's grocery store chain and Lori Lawrence of Bag Free Wichita and a member of the city council's task force studying potential of an ordinance prohibiting use of these bags. So to get started, Lori, just explain why you got involved in this issue in Wichita. Well, I've been an environmentalist for some time and plastic bags are something that cannot be avoided in our city at this point. They are everywhere in the stores, but they're also everywhere on the streets and in the trees and in our parks and everywhere you go. And I just decided that I was going to try to fight back on that. And it's taken a while, but we finally got the single use plastic bag task force set up with the city of Wichita. And we've had a great group of people working on this, trying to figure out if we were going to ban or charge a fee or not do anything. And we've come to a decision on banning bags for our single use plastic bag task force. Okay, we'll get into the details of that. Sheila, how does a grocery store company uh, with a long history in Kansas have an interest in such a prohibition? Why the interest? Yes, so and don't let the background fool you. I'm just in a meeting room here, but here based in Hutchinson, Kansas, <laughs> um, our customers know us, Dylan's. Um, we've been here in our community. Actually, we're able to celebrate our 100th anniversary in Kansas last year. So monumental year for us. But for us, it's part of a bigger vision. When we look at our zero hunger, zero waste vision, it's our social impact plan on how we can positively make a change to not only end hunger in our communities, but to also help provide less waste. And with that vision comes with um, an opportunity to address plastic bags. And for us at the Kruger Company, we have a plan to phase out plastic bags uh, by the year 2025. So we were able to introduce this back in 2018. But as you know, with the COVID pandemic, that's definitely changed the landscape when it comes to that work to phase out plastic bags. But for me personally, when I heard that there was a task force being assembled in the city of Wichita to understand this process, I definitely wanted to be involved. Um, I've helped with some of these discussions in other communities and wanted to make sure that the, the work that was being done by the task force, we could not only keep a close eye on the impact of the environment, but also fellow retailers, our customers. I wanted to be able to provide that voice for both. And as I mentioned, Kroger with Dylan's, we have a plan to phase out plastic bags. So we're working towards that goal. Okay, interesting. Yeah, these thin bags are not just used by grocery stores. It's if you go carry out food or something like that, they're, they're, these little bags, these thin, thin bags uh, are, are used frequently. So it looks like about eight states have adopted bans of some type since California got it started in 2014. And I think the most recent might have been Washington State, but they really had a critical mass. Maybe 30% of the population in Washington was already covered by uh, bag-free uh, ordinances. So, um, Sheila, do you think it would be better if Kansas 
uh, you know, Wichita went ahead with their ordinance and then maybe Hutchison did one? Or, or do you think it's, it's just time to step to a statewide uh, a rule or a law, I guess, would be a, a, a law that, that banned these things? Yeah, that's a really great question and one that I've spent a lot of time thinking through as well. And as a retailer, I know that we have to do what's right for our business, what's right for our customers. So it puts us in a unique position because we have a plan to help phase out plastic bags, but we also have to listen to the voice of our customers. And I think that applies to the same practice, whether or not we look at an individual community or statewide in terms of proposing a plastic bag ban. Um, I know with some of the other areas that we operate throughout the country with our Kroger family of stores, we have a mixed bag. So some communities um, have banned plastic bags. Um, in, in the West Coast, for example, with our QFC division, they were our first division to phase out plastic bags completely. And what we're seeing is customers adapting to the change and starting to use those reusable bags. So it's, that's, it's a very good question that you pose, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the chicken and the egg. Um, I remember uh, indoor smoking, uh, the law that exists in Kansas banned indoor smoking, but originally it was cities adopting these and it eventually became so common that the state went ahead and, and passed the law. Um, and so if you go from city to city, I remember sitting, Lawrence had a ban on indoor smoking, Topeka didn't, and there were people smoking right across from me. And I thought, wait a minute, you can't do that here, but actually they could. So Lori, let's, let's step into the Wichita City Council's project and the task force. And, um, and I imagine there's some tricky politics there, but, but why don't you just give us the nugget of, of what the task force has decided to recommend? Okay, well, just so you know, Wichita put in the first ban on indoor smoking. It okay, you guys are, are trendsetters. We are capable of doing things to, to lead the <laughs> way in the state, and I hope that that's what will happen now. Um, our proposal to um, the city council will be to ban single-use plastic bags, um, and we hope that that will include, we're intending for it to include any and all plastic bags across the city, no matter what they're, what they're given out for. All of them will be included because that's not fair to exclude certain vendors, certain retail that others won't be, that others won't have that same benefit. So it's going to mm -hmm. be citywide for all single use plastic bags, thin plastic bags, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. And it will be implemented over the course of several months. We are hoping to implement it in, at the first of the year, which gives us quite a bit of time here to get people accustomed to the idea, to get people some bags for them to use when the day comes, and to do an education campaign, which is crucial to our plans, uh, to educate the people of Wichita. Many of them already are, but there are still some that need to learn more about why this is a good thing and how it's gonna benefit them um, as far as their health. And it is as far as just looking out your front window. What's your sense of the Wichita political vibe? Are people ready for this kind of thing? Well, the people I know are, of course. Um, but as far as um, like the city council, uh, many of them are, and we do have a good deal of support on the council. 
um, or we are assuming that we do. I know of a couple that we do have support from, um, but across the city, I even from what I understand from other cities that have done this and other places that have done this, like Sheila said, it's just an implementation time and it doesn't take long before you just get used to it and that's just the way it is. Sheila, could we step back and look at Dylan's plan? What is your strategy for getting to 2025? Do, do you mind sharing that with us? No, absolutely. So when we launched in 2018, the first division was our QFC division, as I mentioned, they were able to phase out plastic bags first. And then some of that work and the learnings, and, and we have a practice really because of the the wide um, areas that we operate with Kroger, we have the luxury of being able to implement something, learn best practices, make tweaks, and then fix it to move things forward. So yeah. that's what we were in the process of doing with our QFC division to better understand what types of bags were needed, because I, I think everyone knows that paper bags aren't the solution. The solution is a reusable bag. And for us at that time, we were really seeing an influx of customers choosing delivery options and then our pickup options. So mm -hmm. we tested some other items there, whether it was a plastic tote for that process. We did land on a multi-use, multi-purpose plastic bag that's a heavier plastic intended to be used 125 to 150 times. Okay. So that's the bag that we're currently using in our pickup locations if you shop with us there. But then the pandemic hit and it's definitely put a wrinkle in all of that work to move things forward. And what we're seeing now is higher costs for everything, whether it's a plastic bag, a paper bag, we're seeing shortages of paper, um, paper bags, we're seeing um, a lack of inventory in terms of availability of reusable bags. So we did put a halt on some of this work, but now's the time to re-engage re these conversations to allow this work to move forward, especially with our commitment to phase out plastic bags. Um, as Lori mentioned earlier, there was one comment that came to mind where we're looking at the time needed in order to execute this type of phase out of plastic bags. Um, for other retailers who haven't been on this journey, I know that it will be um, a more difficult process for them to undergo, especially as we move forward from the pandemic with the additional stress and, and um, opportunities that some of our smaller businesses are having. So I think these types of conversations are great because it starts to share a long-term vision for phasing out plastic bags, and it brings it to the forefront to have a discussion. Um, with the work of the task force, I think one of the things that needs to happen is just additional communication, additional conversations to see what it would take in order to phase out plastic bags. Because as a small retailer, I mean, they're under pressure with additional supply costs, with food costs, when you think about retailers, inflation, lack of ability to to source those products out i mean that's that's what we're seeing but we still have that vision we know that it's possible to phase out plastic and ultimately we'll be better for it i do think that you know consumers can shift gears and just routinely take their own cloth bag whatever hard plastic whatever it is i do think people can adjust uh given a bit of time to do so you know yeah. I can think when I first started wearing a mask during the pandemic, it was very, very weird to wander around in public with a mask. I felt like a clown. But now it, it's just, it's actually kind of second nature. 
And during the winter walking around, it keeps your face warmer. So there's just totally unrelated advantages to that. So maybe that's the case with plastic bags. You know, you don't haul your food in and immediately throw something away uh, that it came in. So can you give us uh, some sort of idea, Sheila, about how many of these plastic bags, Kroger Dillon's, the corporation would consume in a year? Like what's the volume? Oh my goodness. I, I don't have that information in front of me. Millions and millions? Uh, it's a significant amount when you think about the plastic bags that are used in our company. That's one of the reasons why we want to phase them out. If we are going to be committed to zero waste and achieving those goals, plastic bags can't be in the picture. Um, with our zero hunger, zero waste goal, we do have um, a lot of information that we're tracking in terms of our results. So whether it's our reduction of food waste, it's plastic recycling, cardboard recycling. Um, with our store locations right now, we do offer recycling. So customers who shop with us can bring those plastic bags back. Um, with those bags, we can not only take the plastic bags, but also think about dry cleaning bags. Um, maybe it's the bread bag from that sandwich loaf or hot dog buns. We can recycle those types of plastics with our partnership with Trex. So if you're familiar with Trex with the decking company, all of that gets turned into um, you know, reusable products through Trex. But when I was looking at some of the numbers, um, being able to pull those results and looking at what we were able to achieve in 2020. So I think about 2020 is one of those landmark years because just as you mentioned, we all got used to wearing masks in our store locations for a, a, a time we did ask our customers not to bring reusable bags inside the store, mm. just not knowing how, how cross-contamination would work. Our associates were uncomfortable touching bags that have been brought back into the store. But even with all of that in 2020, we were still able to see a 4.3% increase in the plastic film that we were recycling in our stores. So not only is that a plastic bag from a customer that may choose to recycle it, but it's the plastic that comes um, the shrink wrap that's around all of the pallets that come inside of our stores. Hmm. And we work here locally with an organization called Tech to help us with the sorting of those plastic items that then get shipped to trucks to turn into like composite materials. Yeah, good. All right, so I presume the Wichita Chamber, I'm just gonna speak on their behalf and the Kansas Chamber of Commerce, probably not wild about uh, government imposed prohibition on baggage. Um, so, um, hmm. what do we think about, uh, Lori, what do we think about the state legislature trying to preempt local government? Well, we have home rule in our state constitution that allows cities to make those sort of decisions. And they're talking about regulating how we, what we do with our waste. They're not going to tell us what happens to the rest of our trash. So why should they regulate this particular piece of trash? They want to regulate not only bags, but all single-use plastic. Yeah, and I just my experience in the state house is that uh, state legislators dislike having the federal government tell them what to do, but uh, have no problem telling local you know, cities and counties what to do. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Cobb, who's uh, the head of the Kansas Chamber of Commerce said, the issue to him is these, these plastic bags can be recycled, but also, uh, what you're going to end up with different rules on plastic bags, plastic straws, paper straws, and other things in 600 cities and 105 counties. So 
Lori, what, what do you think about the, that issue of having just a hodgepodge? And Sheila, too. I mean, the hodgepodge might be difficult for companies to deal with, too, big companies. Well, let me, let me say something first. Um, we heard that because we went to the, I went to testify in the, I can't remember which committee it was. It might've been the water committee um, two year, in 2020. And that was their big discussion from the Kansas chamber was that individual stores could not adjust. But I also know pretty much that every store orders however many bags they need. It's not like it's done on a corporate level for them. I'm assuming that's true, Sheila. I mean, each store knows whether they've used them all up or if they need more, or if they need to order more. So really that's not, a, that's not really true, that it's gonna make a big difference to each individual store, depending on what city they're in, because every store has to document what, what they're using and order more to bring in. So it's kind of a false narrative. Sheila, is there a challenge for a, a company as large as yours to uh, move from uh, jurisdiction to jurisdiction with different rules? There, there are challenges, absolutely. And we saw that through the COVID pandemic. And we did a lot of tracking from community to community since we had so many mandates and orders that were put into place that were unique. And for example, we're currently um, working towards that right now um, with mask mandates that are still in place or have recently been enacted. So it does, it takes, it, it's, it's time consuming in order to understand how each local community is operating, the ordinances, the mandates in each local community. Um, but Lori is correct. Each store location here with Dillon's, they are responsible for ordering their own products in terms of supplies with plastic bags, with paper bags. Um, I think part of it, it we, we all need to have an opportunity to share, to learn, to better understand um, both sides of the issue. And, and honestly, that's one of the reasons that I became involved with this group, because I want to not only be able to share the work that's being done with Kroger, because we do have a plan, we're working towards that plan, but then also to share a little better understanding of the retail side. Right. Um, but you know, we've, we've looked at other companies without, with this process, um, right now, what there's 35, um, retailers, restaurants, or um, organizations in Wichita that are currently plastic bag free. Hmm. So it can be done. We, mm -hmm. we know, we see this in our other Kroger markets and we, we need to provide better edu education to our customers and provide a window of time to help everyone on this change curve to move towards phasing out plastic. How about you educating us who maybe don't go to stores that don't have plastic bags? And, and just what does it look like in a grocery store that does not uh, hand out pl these thin plastic bags? What, is, what does it look like? So it can vary um, looking at some of the options that are available. Sometimes it may be um, a cardboard box that's used to help customers gather the groceries, paper bags, but we all know paper bags are not the solution. And the cost for the retailer is so astronomically high for a paper bag versus a plastic bag. So we know that's not the option. The best option is a reusable bag to bring okay. something that you can refill, reuse. Uh, I was thinking that maybe the people that maybe dash in, dash out, forgot their cloth bag. Maybe there's paper there and they pay 
seven cents or something for the paper sack. Uh, and that happens too. I can give you an, a personal example. I was shopping at Sally's Beauty Supply here in town and I they, they don't offer plastic bags, but I could purchase a small paper bag um, mm -hmm. for a small fee. I believe it was 10 cents, but you know, ultimately I don't need a paper bag for a bottle of hair product. So I just carried it out on its own. So right. Right. And part of that, I think we need to normalize that behavior. It's okay not to have a plastic bag. So right. No, I think it can work. It's you're right. It's consumer. People get used to whatever. Um, I think we're running out of time. But what I would ask you both to do, Lori and Sheila, could you both uh, just maybe pretend you're standing in front of uh, the Wichita City Council or the Kansas Legislature's uh, State and Federal Affairs Committee or something? and just uh, offer a brief summary of, of what you would want them to know if they were evaluating a prohibition on this uh, one-use plastic. Who wants to go first? Laura, you go first. <laughs> well, it's, there's so much education that needs to happen as well as, and we are intending to do that with the city council ahead of the actual bringing it to them for a vote. Uh, but we've got a lot of data that shows that single-use plastic bags are only used for, like you said, 12 minutes before they've gotten home and gotten in the trash. And they do take longer than 10 or 15 years to degrade if they degrade at all. In the landfill, they don't degrade at all. Uh, but I would ask them, I would just let them know that we need to make a change in Wichita and we have been the leaders in the past with issues and we can ban plastic bags and it will take a little bit for people to get used to it, but it's not that hard of an adjustment. It's been done all over the country, all over the world. Mm -hmm. It's not that difficult and we can make it happen. And we just, a big part of what we have seen is the litter that it causes. Not only that they get loose, but that people use those plastic bags to dump stuff out their car windows. There, you may not see that there, but I've seen it here. And those bags lead to so much litter that it's unbelievable. And it's an eyesore for us here in Wichita. And it is for every city pretty much, unless bags are banned. We do want to do a ban rather than a charge because mm -hmm. a charge is almost like a regressive tax and it would have a greater impact on people who can't afford it. I see. So we Good believe point. a full ban would be the best way to go because that affects everyone equally. Mm -hmm. So we've got our recommendations that we're putting together right now for the city council to send to them ahead and then to meet with them um, the end of February, I believe. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can get enough support on the council that we'll be able to get this passed. The state, I don't think, is going to do anything on it. The Kansas Chamber is not going to do anything on that proposed bill this year, I don't think. It looks like probably not. So hopefully we can go ahead and ban them. And even if they remove our ban, people will have changed their habits already. That could be. That could be, yeah. Yeah, and going back to plastic bags might be offensive to them once <laughs> they really know the truth, you know? So um, that's kind of the goal is just to get those, get those banned. All right, Sheila, uh, your perspective, please. Yeah, absolutely. So 
while I think about this topic, I think it's important to keep the lines of communication and education open. Um, we need an opportunity to come together to hear both sides and make an informed decision based on that information. So for us, from Dylan's, from my perspective, I can't speak on behalf of all retailers, but I can speak on behalf of Dylan's and the work that we are actively moving forward with, and that's to phase out plastic bags. Um, when we think about the world that we'll leave to our children, our grandchildren, the opportunity is ahead of us right now to make some of those positive changes. And I'd encourage everyone to keep those lines of communication open. There's going to be a solution. And if we work together, we can definitely find that. But for us with Dylan's, with Kroger, we're on that plan. We're moving forward. Um, phasing out plastic bags is the right decision for us. And I think it it will it will hinge on education and mm. helping to bring others along. But I think the most important piece about this work with the Plastic Bag Task Force and having those conversations is the fact that we are talking about phasing out plastic, phasing out the plastic bags. So it's it's open discussion, it's open mind um, to have an opportunity to talk together to work towards this common goal. It sounds like if somehow we can stop having these bags floating through the ether of our lives and just imagine them not on the playground, parking lot and everything else, it would be it would be an accomplishment. I think we're going to leave it right there. Sheila Regeer of Dillon's Grocery Stores based in Hutchison and uh, Lori Lawrence of Bag Free Wichita, uh, also of Wichita. I want to thank you both for helping us try to understand this issue. And I don't think this is the final word on it. So I appreciate your help with this. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this.